Hello there, Patreon pledgers. Yeah, back for another Patreon episode. Very excited about Tiny Tales episode two. Tiny Bim's Tale. <laughs> no, not Tiny Bim's Tale. Oh. Tiny Tales. Oh. Episode two. Oh. You ready for some more short stories? I'm never ready for this kind of thing. You to know that. Wet your whistle. But I can uh, put up with it. <laughs> well, th- thank you for putting That's up right, with no it. Problems. As always, thank you for pledging to our Patreon. And I hope you enjoy these episodes. Please message us on Patreon with some suggestions, questions, anything you would like to know. We shall answer it more openly on the Patreon because yeah. you know what? You're paying for it so we can have proper conversations about it. We can. This is true. Mm. So do you want to get straight into it? Yep. Might as well. Let's just get cracking. Story number one. Tiny tale number one is called The Crutches. Doesn't sound very scary at the moment. You fucking wait. Okay. And this person swears this story is true, by the way. Of course it is. As all stories are in your world. Anything that's written on the internet is true, obviously. Yeah, I did read that somewhere once on the internet. I was about 10 or 12 and asleep in my bed, which was upstairs and across a hallway. I was woken up in the middle of the night by noises downstairs. The house was quite big and based on the layout of the house... I would have been the only one able to hear it. The other bedrooms are in a newer part of the house. The noises sounded like someone on crutches walking around. It was all wooden floors in the house at the time. And you can't mistake the sound of crutches. Just the sound of them clacking around in the hallway at the bottom of the stairs. I was very scared since I knew no one was awake in the house. But it got worse. All of a sudden the crutches just flew up the stairs i could hear them on the individual steps but the speed of them was just not possible it was two seconds from downstairs to upstairs and then they started to move across the hallway i wasn't even it wasn't even attempting to be quiet it just exploded into my room my door was closed and remained closed the door was a noisy creaky yoke and it never opened but this thing was in my room and beside my bed Obviously, while the noise and crutches flew up the stairs and into my room, I had thrown myself under the blankets and was trying not to breathe with fear. I could feel something in the room. It clicked quickly around the opposite side of my bed. And then silence. I never looked. But something was there. And looking at my bed. I've no idea how long it went on for, but as quickly as it came, it flew back around my bed, through the door and back downstairs. Silence in the house. I'm 90% sure that I've never heard it again. What about the other 10%? The other 10% is another story. Oh. I've actually had quite a few experience, but none as definitive as that. Oh, says says you in the beginning. No, crutches doesn't sound very scary, does it? It does This is what I was, this is the story I was looking for. Mm. That's not a very nice sound, is it? And then moving, being able to move quick on crutches as well suggests that... And crutches um, are a really distinct sound when somebody's on crutches. You really, like, you would be able to immediately distinguish that that was was what the sound was. Mm. And the fact that it moved around the fucking bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Given a string of expletives and then drop kicking it down the stairs. No, I'd probably be doing the same thing as that what, guy hiding under the cupboard. Oh, so this crying. is a story that's actually freaked you out. No, it really, it? I don't know what it is. I think it's, it, it, you know how I feel about sounds and yeah. soundscapes. Yeah. And knowing immediately that the sound was somebody on crutches, knowing there's nobody in the house awake, knowing there's nobody in the house on crutches. Knowing that the door didn't open, but there's now in your room. <laughs> it didn't open and it's in the room. Stop it. Fuck oh, off. Oh, not good. Don't like that one. Next one, please. <laughs> 
Okay. Ready? Story number two. Creepiest thing that happened to me when... Bollocksology. Why can't I... See, when we're recording episodes for like normal stuff, like iTunes episodes, I have to go back and cut all of the times when I say something wrong and go, Bollocks! Fuck! Fuck that up. <coughs> it's really annoying. I wish I could just like read. I don't know how newsreaders do it. No, neither do I, because it's all live from newsreaders. Newsreaders as well, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. It's measured breathing. I mean, that's it. My um, news my career as a newsreader is over before it's even begun. Wow. It was only a crystal dream. A, what, a pipe dream, you mean? <laughs> yes. Creepiest thing that happened to me was years Crystal ago. meth pipe dream. <laughs> Stop telling everybody about my drug habit. <laughs> Creepiest thing that happened to me was years ago when I was quite young. I used to share a bedroom with my brother at the back of our house and one night I was awoken by a rhythmic humming sound. It would increase in intensity and then decrease again. I thought it was just machinery or something but then it started to get louder and louder as the minutes passed. A light then started to shine through the curtains. It too got brighter and more intense as the humming got louder. This went on for around 20 minutes and my brother was still fast asleep as if he couldn't hear a thing. I was petrified and didn't dare move in bed. I had no idea what was causing the light and sound. Eventually the sound became deafening and the light lit up the whole room as if whatever was causing it was right outside the window and I had to see what it was. Nervously, I opened a slit in the curtains and everything stopped. Immediately. The sound was gone. The light disappeared. I pulled open the curtains to get a good look. Nothing. Just the back garden. My heart was still pounding so I couldn't get back to sleep for an hour or so. To this day, I have no idea what it was but it scared the absolute shit out of me. Oh, so we're thinking aliens with this one. There's loads of stories, loads of humming stories. Humming. Yeah, so is humming, like, is rhythmic, rhythmic humming, is it like, mmm, or is it like, mmm, 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 mmm. What, like the aliens are having mm, a rave? Mm, mm, no, but I was just Extra thinking like, rave. like tribal, like natives, that kind of thing. Or is it just like, because it's a phenomenon, isn't it? Because lots of people describe Gregorian chanting, and I'm pretty sure like, like not everybody knows what Gregorian chants sound like. Do you That's know what true. I mean? So I wonder if it's like a like whether rhythmic coming has actually got like a rhythm to it, or whether it's just like. Mm, <coughs> I've just swallowed a bit of popcorn and it's stuck in my throat. 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 This is also where my Irishness comes out as well. Um, yeah, the rhythmic, the rhythmic humming and the light specifically is referenced loads in this thread with loads of people going, "Oh my god, I heard that too." Oh my god, I've heard that loads of times. So them friends from other dimensions coming to see you I just oh no I, I would hate it I would hate it every so often there's been stop it every so stop <laughs> every so often they do roadworks in the middle of the night on around our area and it wakes me up and every time I'm like oh my god what the fuck is that well, hang on it wakes you up yeah something actually wakes you up something actually wakes me up wow it's probably because my brain is like aliens wake up wake up you're gonna be abducted and every every time it happens i have about 10 seconds of absolute sheer panic and then i realize this road works and i'm like okay i can go back to sleep but in the middle of the country unlikely to be road works no could be a faulty strip light though a faulty what strip light it would explain the light light. and the rumming and the humming and the rumming the rumming wouldn't it oh we've read that one it would though yeah, sorry, light. I was yeah. looking through the, through the... through the... What's a strip light? You know, like the ones, like the, the tubes, the fluorescent tubes. Well, surely he could tell the difference between a light inside oh, it was and a light outside. Yeah, but maybe it was outside. So he had a fluorescent tube lighting inexplicably in the back garden. On his porch. On his porch. Hmm. 
in the deep south in America. Mm. Or it could be one of them fly zappers. Oh. Yeah, but I don't know how powerful are fly zappers that they can light up an entire bedroom. <laughs> you know? Well, it's you know? either that. I sound like you now trying to, trying it's to either prove that to you. Or aliens. So you know which one feels more comfortable for you. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so story number three. This is the paedophile priest one that I was going to read to you <laughs> last week, but you chose not to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. When I was about eight or ten, a group of us were forced to play roles in the Mass at Christmas. The three wise men, Mary and Jesus, and all that. There was something weird about the parish priest, and it was strongly suspected that he was one of them, which is in inverted commas. I don't think in this context it's an alien. It probably would be better if it was an alien, to be yeah. fair. Shall we say, so we all made sure never to be on our own with him. I can't remember his name, but we called him Father Mickey Dodger, which is fucking... So Mickey is a slang term for penis in Ireland. So they call him Father Mickey Dodger. How good is that? It's a penis dodger. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. But he's still not dodging the penis, though, so he wants the penis. Yeah, all right. Okay, they probably were dodging his penis. Ah, I see. Henceforth, the name. Did you have to do nativity when you were in school? Yeah, I think I was a shepherd at one point. But my big crowning glory in plays at primary school was I played the um, enormous turnip in the giant turnip story. The giant turnip story? Yeah, I was the turnip. (laughs) (laughs) That's on video somewhere as well. Are you serious? Yeah, serious. What's the story of the giant turnip? It's like uh, this peasant family like grows a massive turnip and then they can't get it out of the ground. So it starts (laughs) off with the farmer getting it and then the wife and then the dog, then the cat. and then I remember. I was the turnip. You (laughs) were... Yep. Crowning achievement, that one at primary school. It's on tape somewhere. <laughs> you were the turnip. Yeah, I was the turnip. <laughs> that was my role. Oh I played my the god. It's really hard to effectively play an inanimate object. Specifically a turnip, I'd imagine. Yeah. And be able to resist the force of seven children pulling you out of the ground. That's why I was picked, you see. <laughs> my strength and composure. Your strength, your, your deep strength but mentally and physically you should have seen the uh stanislavskian stanislavski process i had to go through to play a turnip i couldn't even imagine i spent it. days digging in holes like sitting in the ground to get inspiration yeah i bet <laughs> christ that is not what i expected you to say I, every so often you you take me back and now i'm i'm lost i did the nativity do you know who i played lucifer joseph oh. why did you think i played lucifer <laughs> He doesn't rock up to the nativity <laughs> with the not? gift of <laughs> murder. Murder. No, I played Joseph. Did you? <laughs> That's even better in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All my life I've had to play boys and everything. I played That's... Joseph in the nativity. That's quite a liberal island. Well, it was an all-girls primary Oh, okay. School, well, you kind of got to make And do, I was the it? only girl with short hair. Yeah, makes do. So I played fucking Joseph. But there would have been other girls playing plate roles as well. Yeah, but Joseph is kind of a, a the pivotal man role, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it needs to be played by someone. That's mm-hmm. actually like a testament to acting skills in an all girls school. I'm savage. I mean, it's not quite the level of a giant turnip, but no, it's not. I feel I I pale in comparison to a giant turnip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we got really sidetracked there. We had to go to the church after school to rehearse for a week or so before Christmas Day. He was always trying to get kids to come back to his house under various pretexts, but we'd always find a way to avoid it. This is not just a really dark story, by the way. There's like a paranormal element to it. Just yeah, I'm just, I'm just, this just sounds like a trauma. 
story. Then Christmas Eve came when the costumes were being handed out. He gave most of the costumes out at the last rehearsal. He said that the last few were back in his house and myself and two other boys, Michael and Dara, would have to go back with him to get them. There was no way to refuse, so we went back, whispering to each other to stay near the door and not allow him to separate us. So we went into his living room. It was dark and grotty. The furniture was all ancient and in terrible condition, and there were dirty ashtrays and bottles of drink everywhere. He had a big table with a candle and a holder on it, and there were piles of old books on the table. We crept over to the table and looked at the books that were lying open, but they were in some scripts that we couldn't read. There was something very weird about it. It didn't look like a Bible or anything like that. The priest came into the room with the costumes and must have seen that we were a bit freaked out, so he was as friendly and as reassuring as he could be. He started giving us our costumes and we began to relax a bit, but then the phone rang, one of those big old black bake-like things. He answered normally and listened for a minute, and then his eyes kind of glazed over and he said yes at once, in this really weird voice. He walked out of the room as if he hadn't seen us and went upstairs. He left the phone off the hook and Dara went over and picked it up. Who's there, he said, trying to sound brave. Then his face went white and he froze completely. Michael had had enough. He grabbed Dara and me and we ran out of there. As we passed... Shit, I forgot where I was. As we passed through the hall, the priest was coming down the stairs carrying a roll of black bags and a rope. We ran like hell and didn't look back until we were back on our road. We asked Dara what he'd heard on the other end of the phone, but he was completely white. He just shook his head and wouldn't say a single word. We went home and after that we simply never saw him again. He wasn't there at mass the next day and when we went round to call for him after Christmas his house was completely empty. When school started his desk was left empty for a few days and then it was just taken away. Another family moved into his house a few months later and that was that. What the hell was on that phone? Mm. That's weird. That is weird isn't it? It's yeah. also absolutely not true. How do you know? Wow oh, come on. Could be the same people who got to Lock and Bale. You don't know. <gasps> oh, good little link there. Well yeah. done. No, I just don't think it's true. I think anything that seems Hollywood I like how it is went from a paedophile priest to like a satanic cult. Cult. What was he going to do with the black bags? And maybe, maybe it was just his like mother saying, "Have you put the rubbish out?" And he's or like, maybe he was embarrassed by the state of the place, and he was like, "And that was it." His ma ran, yeah. and she's like. Bah, 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 bah. Father Mickey Dodger, why are you... Because that's what obviously what she'd refer yeah. to her son as. Why are you not cleaning up the house? There's children there. Everyone's going to be talking about you. You know the rumours that are going around. Get those fucking ashtrays emptied. And he's like, right. And he just goes into a daze. Yep. Right. Goes off and cleans it up. Fuck's sake. And the kids are like jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Or maybe he's part of like a swingers group. And he's going to do some of that auto-asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Or maybe he's just a big fucking paedophile. Yeah, what was he going to do with the black bags in the rope? I don't know. I'm not a paedophile, so how would I know what they do? I wasn't accusing you of being <laughs> one. <laughs> um, we've read that one. That's a picture of Tiny Booms. Oh, I love this one. Not really creepy or unnerving. More of a coincidence, but strange all the same. About two weeks after my granddad died, I went to a new restaurant in town with some friends. The restaurant menus were inside the covers of old children's books, like hardback Beano covers with a menu attached inside. The book covers were recycled as they had children's scribbles and drawings on them. So I opened the menu only to find my granddad's full name signed on the inside of one of the covers. That's so cool. Isn't that mental? Yeah. And as she said later, so people were like, well, he obviously just had a very common name. And she said that he had a really unusual name and yeah. she absolutely was convinced that it was... Yeah. That was his. I found the book when I was working in the charity shop. It was um, 
to Stephen from Peter. And that's my dad's first name and oh, yeah. his brother's name. And it was a kid's book. And it was from the sort of, it was from a time where I was like, oh, that could have actually been them. But then I realised that neither of them can read, so it doesn't matter. That is true. <laughs> that is mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's mental. But I but think... actually probably, that's quite, that was probably quite reassuring for her, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, I think things, things like that are actually quite nice. Yeah. Um, they probably are quite comforting. And just as an aside, I love restaurants that do things like that. I went to a restaurant once where it was old vinyl covers. That was cool. Yeah. It's also a bit um, kitschy though, isn't it? Yeah. But who, it's, a bit, it's a bit, what's that word? Everybody Hipstery. loves kitsch. I'm the ultimate hipster, so I don't know what I'm saying. Ready for another one? So your beard giving it away, your hipster beard. My hipster beard, yeah. Go for it. Working a late shift in Dell years ago. Not too many people were knocking around. Opened the door to a dimly lit corridor leading to the main canteen and a canteen tray trolley was making its way towards me along the corridor. I could see through the trolley that that nobody was pushing it from the other side. The trays on the trolley were bouncing up and down. It's the only time I've fully been freaked out by something and still have no explanation as to what was propelling the trolley. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. Really weird. And somebody went on to say like, was it one of his mates? Was it an it incline? Down? Like, yeah. had somebody pushed it? But he said that he, like, he watched it for quite a long period yeah. of time, and it was moving at a steady pace, and that there was no. I would have booked it out there as quick as possible. I think would I would you? have seen it and just gone, "Fuck Turn around, run out, or kind of, run at it full pelt. I kind of, and what? <laughs> Pushed over. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of really want you to have a very distinct paranormal experience. Why? Because I want to see how you'd respond to it. I want to see if you'd like... Because I don't think you'd be as chicken shit as you think you would be. I think I would be. I think you'd actually respond... I'm myself to think about it. Oh, don't shit yourself no, again. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, another one, which is slightly traumatic... I think, actually, just before we move on, I think empty office blocks are actually quite scary. Yeah, you know that really famous video of the paranormal, of the poltergeist, I'm to use inverted commas, in the um, offices in Manchester. That freaked the shit out of me. Yeah, I just, I think they're like quite empty. But yeah, they are. Because they're empty offices. I think they're quite, they're quite unnerving. It's all, it's all those things. I think any place that's normally busy. Yeah, like schools. Schools are always really freaky at night time like my school is a brand new build yeah and even at night time when there's nobody around I'm like oh running yeah it's just, I think it's because you get so accustomed don't you to the being noise and it being full of people that when it's empty it's just like I don't know this anymore sorry like, I don't know this anymore oh okay I didn't know what you said yeah. next story please playing toys with my sister one night and we hear an echoey voice call out from my mum and dad's room it was coming from the top right of the room as if in the attic my sister and me just looked at each other in shock and got up slowly, ready to leg it down the stairs. As we passed the room, the voice, whatever the hell it was, called out again. Christ, we ran like the clappers. No idea what it was, but the voice was coming from an uninhabited part of the house. There could have been someone up there who broke in, living unknown to us, I guess, which is the only alternative. For the record, it must have been my dad, but it wasn't my dad. The trajectory of the voice was unmistakable. If someone asked me, do I believe in ghosts, I'd say no. But I heard what I heard. I'll probably only know the day I draw my last breath. But at last, sensible people. They hear something, they run. 
fucking run out of, there. out of there. Good stuff. But it's, a, it's crawl space, isn't it? Crawl space. Is but imagine people. being. Ooh, imagine if you were here. Yeah. And you heard somebody calling your name. I would be out. Gone. See you later. Bye bye. I'd go straight into Tessa's house. Get her big crucifix. You come and bash someone around it. Come back. Accidentally <laughs> killed someone because I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> and it was you. I didn't realize you were home from work. Stuck in your roft. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you are going to kill me by accident. Yeah, probably. <laughs> then I'll get all of your life insurance money. Uh, Not if you kill me. Yeah, but people won't know that I killed you. Except for all the people who donate to the Patreon. Yeah. In which case... Don't Keep tell anybody. <laughs> so I'm downstairs. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I can see you. We're both downstairs. New story. Oh, okay. My bedroom is right above the sitting room. Everyone else in, is in bed asleep and I suddenly hear my bedroom door open like someone has pushed it very hard. I ignore it thinking someone awake is going into my room. I then hear the door violently shut. Again, I ignore it. A few minutes later, I hear it open again. At this point, I'm thinking, who is in my room? But I ignore it. Door slams again. It happens a third time. So I go upstairs to check who keeps going into my room. My bedroom door is wide open. The light is on. I check to see if my parents are awake and ask them if they're in my room. No response. They're both asleep. So I check my brother's room. He's also asleep. I turn off the light and close the door and go back downstairs. A couple of minutes later, the door is banged open again, then slammed shut. It happens again and then a third time. I think it's my brother being a dick, so I ignore it, but I'm starting to feel that something isn't right. I would have heard somebody walking around the house, and my brother's room is the other end of the house. The door opens again. I run upstairs, no sign of anyone in my bedroom, but the light is on, the door is wide open. I go back downstairs, and it happens a third time. Everyone in the house is asleep. It eventually stops. The next day, I ask my family if they heard the banging the night before, but not one of them heard it. It was so loud, the ceiling was shaking, but no one else heard it. I never figured out what it was, but it freaks me out when I think about it. Fucking annoying, isn't it? That would be really annoying. Like, really annoying. Like, bang, 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 bang. I'm trying to watch telly. Bang, 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 bang. All right, just go in my room. Like, I don't care. Yeah, just go in or go out, like, yeah, one or the just other. Yeah, decide, one of them. If you want a light on, that's fine. I'm not coming back up anymore. But I think you get that inherent, like, uneasy feeling is normally a sign, isn't it? Well, is it though? Because I sort of think that when you get that inherent uneasy feeling, it's because your brain is starting to go through every single possibility. Especially if you've got an anxious brain, because your anxious brain goes, oh, it's going to be something really horrific. Do you know? Yeah. Your super ego goes into like meltdown mode, thinking you're going to get murdered. So that's where the uneasy feeling comes from, I think. Mm. Yeah, probably. You know, your psycho stuff. Mm. When it was three, I was like, okay, that's easy, it's three. But then just keep going, I was just like, oh, it's just irritating, isn't it? It would just really annoy me, yeah. Like, that is enough now. Like, it annoys me enough when I when I had the window open in our room and walk out and the door shuts behind me without me touching it. I'm just like, oh, come on. Do you remember when we first moved into the house and we realised that the bedroom door swings shut really quickly? Yeah. And both of us noticed at the same time, we were like, Whoop! what was that? And then I tried it again, I was yeah. like, oh, it's just the yeah. way the door's made. That would that would really annoy me though. Yeah, but that's the thing though. I do think like there are certain like paranormal experiences where you just end up getting really irate. Like I think a poltergeist would annoy the fuck out of you. I think that door closing all the time would annoy you. If we had a poltergeist, because I like my house to be a certain level of clean and tidy, and poltergeists 
by their very nature have this habit of like leaving shit everywhere literal yeah. shit and messing things up yeah. putting things on the floor yeah. oh I'd be so annoyed and you have enough of a challenge living with me as it is I do and I <laughs> couldn't be dealing with it <laughs> yeah not down with it any more for any more not a memory of mine but my sister's not my sister this is the beginning of the story I was four years old and fast asleep this was in 1969 in a farmhouse in rural Leitrim at the time, the family slept in two rooms. I shared a bed with my sister and my mother and her sister in the other bed. The grandparents slept in the other room. At around 2am, my sister, mother and sibling heard what sounded like a screeching that resounded as if on reverb. The house is on the side of a mountain, so the screeching or screaming seemed to be resounding through the whole valley. My uncle, who was travelling home from Donegal, heard the same screaming five kilometres away. Can you let me finish? My sister reckons this is one of the most terrifying things that has ever happened to her. At the same time, my mother's other sister, who was sick in Ballyshannon Hospital, died in the early hours of the morning from a blood clot. My family and quite a few in the northwest are a bit suspicious, but believe these cries came from a banshee that warns you of a death in the family. See? I remembered. I do believe in the banshee. And I know know there's loads of things that I don't believe in, but banshee is one of those things. Somewhere in that valley, there's a woman on on a brick wall. Yep. Scream into the sky with a bottle of gin in her hand. With a bottle of gin in her hand. Is that an addition to the story? Yeah, you've just it? added that. Oh, okay. No, there was no need for the <laughs> goddess Morrigan to have a bottle of gin. Oh, okay. Although it would make her a little slightly cooler in my eyes. Although I do, I do, I've so many people in my life who firmly believe in the Banshee and like Tasha's story about the Banshee. Yeah. I, do, I do believe in it. And I know I don't believe in lots of things. And maybe it's because it's just a part of like Irish culture. But I 100% believe in the Banshee. I reckon she actually has a bottle of gin and a fag. Oh, oh what a legend. What an absolute legend. <laughs> but the thing is, is that she's not actually a threat. She's not the reason people die. No. And if you hear her, you are safe. You are not the one that's going to die. Oh, so I'm going to die because I've never heard it. That, no, that's not the way it works. Oh. If you've never heard it, I'm pretty sure you're okay as okay. well. I mean, everyone has to die sometime. And, but I don't have a banshee attached to my family anyway, so I'm sorry. That's why I don't really want to hear it. Um, yeah. But I sometimes, like, even the scream, like, the odd screams and shouts and, like, of laughter and stuff like that that we hear from the students that live around our area. Yeah. They freak me out sometimes. <laughs> what? Like, when you suddenly hear them yeah. have a little shout or a screech? Yeah. Oh, they really annoy me. Students. Do you want to tell your student story from yesterday? Yeah, well, now or do you want to... Yeah, go on, because I loved it. So, talking back to the car yesterday, and there was a, a couple behind me, right? As a, a, a student boy and a student girl, um, and I hadn't actually clocked what they looked like or anything, but I could just tell from the way they were talking that they were um, students and the time of day as well, because I was coming back from the doctors about 11 o'clock and they weren't at work. <laughs> um, so, uh, the guy was obviously trying to impress the girl, uh, and he was talking very loudly, and he said the following sentence, which just made me cringe inside. He was like, if I'm not still hitting the kit like I am at the moment at 80, I'm going to feel like I've failed at life. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, dude, you sound like such a tit. It's unreal. And then he just carried on going on about how much kit he used and what, how how it like opened his mind. And I was just like, oh, dude, you, you this is not working. You sound like an absolute twat. Yeah. And he was like, he was telling the story about a guy that had tried so much kit that he'd had three overdoses and he was trying to convince the girl that this was all right. And she was like, he had three overdoses. Overdosing is not all right. And on like, anything? Yeah. Imagine being that guy, though. 
I hope it was like... I hope he's one of our Patreon subscribers. Subscribers and he feels really embarrassed right now. (laughs) But I kind of hope as well, like she's had a one night stand with him and she's like, oh my God, what have I done? And he's like walking her home or something or... Yeah, it could well have been that scenario. You know, and she's just like, fucking hell, this guy's a moron. I was just, I was desperately trying to record the conversation on my phone because I wasn't far enough in front to have got away with it, but I just couldn't get my phone to work, so I had to wait until they walked past me and then I left a voice message for him. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I was in work and I was like, that's hilarious. One more. Go for it. Is it about Kit? It's not about Kit. There are a few things from early childhood that I remember, but I'm not sure how accurate they are. I like something that starts like that because mm. actually a lot of memories that we have from when we're kids are Informed. probably not accurate or informed and everybody has different memories of different things so you see that when you're working in specific situations like i work with kids as in like teenagers and if there's an incident you will get five different five different takes on what happened so there's you know there, there there's their truth and then there's what actually happened um, and it's not that they're lying it's because everybody remembers things differently so this is a good start I remember when I was about three or four, I saw something flaming, tapping against the window outside a bedroom in our house and was at an age where I didn't know whether this was normal or not. The same way that I would see something on television, demand an explanation and be told it's only a film by my brother or parents. This flaming thing was like a ball, but on fire. It tapped against the window, which is what alerted me to it, and then paused and dropped off down out of sight. I wasn't freaked out because I was a kid. I just accepted it weird that's weird isn't it i've not really heard of a description of anything paranormal like that before isn't that really weird yeah it's an odd thing to to see and it was tapping yeah so he didn't say it banged against the window he said it was tapping on the window that's really odd isn't it yeah i don't know what that is it's not really it's quite it's not particularly unnerved me either i'm more interested no i'm just like what was it it? or you know he he as he says he was like three or four at the time so it's not like I mean, it might not necessarily have been... On fire. On fire. It might have been something completely different that you just had never seen before. Yeah. And the only thing you could relate it to was fire. Yeah. So, but what was it? I don't know. That's as far as I had. That's intriguing. Yeah, it is. Aliens. Yeah. Or Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) wait which episode did we talk about Godzilla oh it was this week's episode I couldn't remember yeah definitely anything that you cannot explain from here on in Godzilla yeah we've got over the scrolls now we're on to Godzilla (laughs) Godzilla 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 maybe we should do a Godzilla episode Um, I'm pretty sure that's not based on yes it is you just talked about how anything that was paranormal that you can't explain is Godzilla (laughs) good point I believe everything you say. Godzilla is real. Okay. Should we leave it there for this week? Yeah, I think we probably should. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and we are incredibly touched by the fact that you actually want to listen to more of our mad ramblings. And thank you, A, to the people who said that pitching a tent is a fucking euphemism. Thank you for an erection. <laughs> you just got a filthy mind. You just didn't know that. Do you know there's a really, um, you know, The Emperor's New Groove, the film? Yeah. I'm obsessed with The Emperor's New Groove. It's one of my favourite films ever made. And there's a bit in it where Crunk is asleep and he's pitched a little tent just over his groin. Hmm. Thank you, Disney. Day, Disney. Yeah. Um, and there was something else that I wanted to say. And that was something that I don't remember. It's gone. 
It's probably something else that justifies and makes you right, because that's normally the kind of thing they want to share with everybody, isn't it? <laughs> yes, people, it's all about me. <laughs> and we shall see you next week, and we love you, and thank you for being our Patreon subscribers. Goodbye. Bye.